This is Top Shelf, the KIJHL podcast. I'm Mark Berry. Today on the show, I'll be joined by Columbia Valley Rockies head coach and general manager, Emery O'Lawson, and Emmanuel Sequera talks with first-year goaltender Jasper Tate of the Nelson Leafs. But first, we'll check in with our guest, KIJHL broadcaster. Anderson, one more time for Creston in the corner. Catcher cycling this well. McLean pinched off by Wilson, gets it around to Chuck Rabardi. He's turned, got some time. Zuckerberg to the line, thrown towards three, and there's a score! It's Campbell McLean! On Top Shelf, the KIJHL podcast, I'm joined by my guest broadcaster of the week from the Creston Valley Thundercats, Eric Blow. How you doing, Eric? I'm doing good, Mark. Excited to be uh, on here and excited to reconnect with you. Yeah, let's talk a little bit about that. Uh, it was uh, 2017, Creston Valley, my first opportunity. I, I'd done some work at the, the Cyclone Taylor Cup in 2016, but not really. And and you and the entire organization really invited me. And uh, wow, I, I can't thank you enough for everything you did for me uh, back in Creston in 2017. That was a great experience for everyone involved. I mean, you know, who knows their home teams better than their own broadcasters. So the, the team effort we had, I think, provided just a fantastic show for everybody watching. And Creston did such a great job hosting the Cyclone Taylor Cup, didn't they? Yeah, it was it was a pretty phenomenal effort from from the whole community. I mean, we really stepped up and put on one heck of a tournament. For you, how long have you been uh, behind the mic in Creston? Uh, it's be about five years. Uh, you know, we, we lost a bit of time, of course, due to COVID, and I, I moved away for a job for for a short period. But I think it's been about five to six years. Was uh, Cyclone your highlight? Absolutely. I that, mean, nine games in, in three days. I could hardly talk after, but I'd, I'd do it again in a heartbeat. And you got to call that uh, bronze medal game where Creston won? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a special moment for me, for sure. You know, coming up next, uh, when we chat again, we're going to talk about the Creston Valley Thundercats, your thought about them last season and what you expect this season. Rockies, another chance in that one. Five hole and in. Four nothing the score here. The Columbia Valley Rockies. Really quick break there, come in and score on the five hole there. Running away with this one at home, their first home preseason game of the season. The Columbia Valley Rockies leading the Rebel Stoke Grizzlies by a score of four to nothing. On top shelf, the KIJHL podcast, I'm talking with the head coach and general manager of the Columbia Valley Rockies, Emery Olawson. Uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, how you landed the position in Columbia Valley. You were in the Maritimes. Uh, how did it all come about? Kind of a, a funny way. Um, I was in Invermere, actually in Panorama at my little brother's wedding. You can't go to Invermere without noticing like what a beautiful place. And especially in June, we were walking around and, and in the valley. And at the same time, I was thinking like, wow, what a great place. Invermere, uh, yeah, Columbia Valley kind of advertised the, the position open. As we all know, like COVID over the last few years has taken its toll on travel and being able to visit family and everything like that so yeah just being at my brother's wedding and I grew up in Canmore my parents are still there my older brother's in Canmore my younger brother's in Panorama and uh, it all kind of just felt like we were back home yeah I I came down into the valley from Panorama and interviewed with the the board here and I I got back home and I told my wife I felt like a really good fit and the, the interview was really really comfortable and everything like that and Sure enough, that night, um, Brett called and, and offered me the job and we kind of, you know, worked over the next little while working out the details of, of that. And then we worked all summer actually trying to move our family from 
New Brunswick to uh, BC, which was the most challenging part of it all, for sure. Uh, some coaches are technical coaches. Some are disciplinarians. Some are motivators. How would you describe your style? You know, obviously there's a standard that, that you have to uphold to keep these teams focused and stuff like that. So while we want the guys to, you know, come out and grow up and, you know, 16 to 20, a lot of things change and, and we know that there's going to be mistakes made, but I, I like to consider myself kind of a culture creator and uh, a developer. Like I think it's really all about every member of the team chipping in, getting better every single day and, and finding things to, to work on with every player, whether they're, you know, leading your team in scoring or fighting to get in into the lineup. I think everyone's got uh, skills to develop and that's our job as coaches is to is to find it. So, you know, not not relying on what players have when they get here and looking at their stats and saying, well, this guy's, you know, where he needs to be trying to grind in, you know, that work ethic every day and, and working on everybody getting a little bit better and, and detailed. You got the job uh, midway through the off season. And of course, as you were saying, moving your, uh, your family that far across country, and believe me, I know what you're talking about. That's, that's a bit of a challenge, but coming partway through a season for a general manager is not ideal because general managers do so much work next season during the current season. How challenging has that part of it been for you? The scouting staff all remained intact and both assistant coaches as well. The scouting was done impeccably well. Like the players we had at camp this year have been very good. In fact, as of yesterday, I think we had 31 players remaining in our camp, which is way more than you had planned. But just because we wound up with just more places that players were coming from because you know, the scouts doing a good job out of Alberta, both assistant coaches, you know, running a summer camp uh, in Calgary uh, and then mid season kind of, I just asked them like, what, what else do we need? And then, you know, we tried to kind of top up our recruiting the second half. And so that part of it was extremely fortunate that Taylor and Tucker and Ryan St. Jean and Dutka and like all the guys and Briar, you know, left a good team here, 30 wins. You know, that being yeah. said, I think six or seven players have, have now signed on to play Junior A from last year's team. So there's a huge turnover, but we're very confident that, you know, the young guys that were recruited here can can compete at this level and have the same uh, level of success as the previous years. Well, your previous time in the KIJHL, you know all too well just how good the Eddie Mountain division has been. You're in a very, very challenging division. Uh, you're coming off a very good season. Uh, what do you guys have to do to be successful if you want to take the division this season? Every single player has to contribute. You know, like any passengers slowing you down, like Kimberly is a well-oiled machine. Derek's been doing a great job ever since he took over and before that, Banks. Fernie is is nothing to overlook and Creston and, and Golden we just played this week and I mean they've got a whole bunch of returning players that can really play so yeah you, you nailed it there that the Eddie Mountain division has always been tough and it looks like it's going to be very tough again. Mario Lawson is the head coach and general manager of the Columbia Valley Rockies. Thank you so much for doing this. Oh yeah, no problem. Thanks Mark. Heading up front, Badger on the backhand. Oh, off the post! Badger comes oh so close. The Cats still have though. 90 seconds left to go. Redding makes a move. Steps around Warburg. Redding moves in. He shoots. He scores! Adam Redding in overtime and the Cats win! Once again, I'm talking with the voice of the Creston Valley Thundercats, Eric Blow. Eric, Creston Valley Thundercats in one of the toughest divisions, I think, 
in junior hockey, the Eddie Mountain Division. Talk a little bit about the season last year and your thoughts on how they did. Yeah, last year was, uh, it was something else. The team, it battled through a lot of adversity, you know, both in the room and, and on the ice. Of course, beginning of the year, we had a goalie with three shutouts in like six games and a guy scoring a goal a game. And of course, both get moved up quite early. So having new players step in to find their footing and find those roles was something that took a bit of time. And, you know, overall throughout the season, they progressed, they got better, and they gave the Beaver Valley Nighthawks one heck of a series. You've been around the Eddie Mountain for a while. Am I right in saying that it's probably one of the toughest divisions anywhere in the country? I'd say so. I mean, you just look at what the Kimberly Dynamiters have done year in, year out. I mean, perennial contenders, not just for the playoffs, but for the championship. Uh, they got a couple to their name. You know, Fernie's always a, a great place to play in, a great team to play against. In the last couple of years, the Columbia Valley Rockies, they were kind of, you know, an up and down team, but they've really risen. They've really strengthened what they've got. And they're they're a threat year in and year out now. Up next, Emmanuel Sequera chats with Nelson Leafs goaltender Jasper Tate. My contacts in Prince George tell me that the Leafs have signed a beauty, a great room guy. Emmanuel and Jasper are next on Top Shelf. Leafs working it around the net. Beaver Valley picking it off, moving up. We got some space. We got a big save by Tate. Reading the puck very well, not overcommitting. Perfect positioning, perfect rebound control. I'm joined by Jasper Tate of the Nelson Leafs. Jasper, welcome to Top Shelf, the KIJHL podcast. Thank you for having me. Uh, so how are you doing, Jasper? I'm doing pretty good. How are you doing? Good, thank you. Uh, so Jasper, how do you feel that you've performed an exhibition play so far? Well, you know, with back-to-back wins against Beaver Valley, shutting them out both games, I was pretty happy with the performance. The team played really good in front of me. And like, we all just came together in an exhibition game because they were a bit of a rival too, I heard. And it's just good seeing everyone come together and uh, work together to get those two wins. And what do you like that you have done so far to earn consecutive shutouts? You know, I think it all starts in practice, like working hard in practice and making sure you're ready from practice that way when a game comes around you can just build off what you worked on and uh, just staying calm and focused all the time and just ready for what you need to do always helps last season you played two games as an affiliate player with the princeton posse how will that experience help you moving forward you know i think it helps me get like an introduction to the speed and especially the physicality of this league like i noticed uh, especially in my crease there's a lot of bodies in front of the net people are always funneling to the net trying to get a screen and their bigger bodies, which is something different than kind of jumping up from U18 to junior. So it uh, helped me get used to like the speed, the bodies, the size of people, and just the overall like strength and physicality of this league. Long stretch passes currently by the Beaver Valley Nighthawks. From back towards the point, a very nice save by the one and only Jasper Tate. Gonna make another one right there. Low shots. Nighthawks looking to get some rebounds, but Tate doing a very good job. How would you describe your playing style? I like to move fast. It's not like I don't want to be like set there. I like really moving in my crease back and forth and uh, staying calm is something that helps me too. Rather than getting all jumpy and stuff, if I just stay calm and track the puck all the time, I feel like I can do well. Are there any goalies, I guess, from the NHL that you try to emulate with your playing style? Oh, well, everybody wants to be like Vasilevsky because he's crazy, crazy fast crazy hands, just always tracking, really good movement. But uh, I feel like I play a lot like Samsonov. You know, he's like always calm and ready for the shot, really good moving laterally, has like a pretty wide stance, but can be narrow if he needs to. I feel like I play like him. What are some goals you want to achieve this season that will also result in team success? Well, obviously, end team success. We want to win the whole league, get everything out of it. But personally, I want to be the best I can 
not let anything in and uh, build strength and confidence too. Uh, well, Jasper, thanks again for joining me on Top Shelf, the KIJHL podcast. Yeah, thank you for having me. Appreciate it. But Jasper Tate, once again, another dominant performance between the pipes. Yesterday, getting a shout out for the two to nothing victory for the Nelson Leafs. And once again, just another dominant performance by Tate in this game. As you can see, just a beautiful blocker save right there. With 20 seconds left to go in the game. Time now for a KIJHL update. So much coaching news in the preseason. The Kimberly Dynamiters announced on social media that they've locked in head coach and general manager Derek Stewart for the next five years. That'll keep him at the helm through to the 26-27 season. Last week, we reported that Carter Rigby, a Soyuz Coyotes head coach, had taken an assistant coaching job with the WHL Prince George Cougars. Coach Rigby explains how this all came about. Tuesday morning before practice, and about 10 minutes until we were going on the ice, I got a call from a Prince George number. I wasn't going to answer it, but I was recruiting some more kids from PG, so I thought, oh, I might as well have a quick chat with who's ever calling, and... On the other line, it ended up being Mark Lamb, who I know very well from playing firm and swift current when I was 20. And just kind of asked how things were. And in the back of my mind, I thought maybe, you know, he was going to land me a 16 or 17-year-old stud that he wanted to send down and um, ended up turning out that uh, he was looking for assistant coach and wanted to know if I was interested. So um, obviously had to quickly kind of gather my thoughts and change direction on how the conversation was going to go. And very, very grateful for the opportunity, obviously. And you know, normally you don't see head coaches from junior B jump to right to the Western League. You know, after a few seasons, I mean, really one full season um, as a head coach. He goes on to explain that there are people in the KIJHL that helped him prepare for this move. Yeah, I think the the biggest person I have to thank, you know, obviously my my family, but but John Depork. I mean, he's he's well respected throughout hockey. And when I finished playing, getting an opportunity to kind of learn the coaching side under him in Summerland for three years was great. And then at the same time, Johnny was very instrumental in me landing the job in the CS. And my whole coaching career has been beside John and we flip roles and he was beside me. And just learning from him, you know, was great. And it's nice at Junior B in the sense that you get thrown in the fire and you have to do everything. I mean, from the, from the billeting to, you know, meals to GM stuff to, to obviously coaching and practices, you, you get a taste of everything at that level. You know, everybody talks about the kids moving on too and, and developing them, but at the same time, it's a great stepping stone for young coaches. I mean, you look around the league and how many guys are in their 20s that are starting their career, and I think it's huge for, for young coaches to know too that just because you're in junior B doesn't mean you're going to be there forever. Without the KI and, and Summerland this year, so I definitely wouldn't be here for sure today. Carter Rigby, Prince George Cougars assistant coach. You'll find this story on the KIJHL.ca website. Recently, the KIJHL announced that Tim Kilbray has been brought on to fill the newly created position, KIJHL Hockey Operations Coordinator. Okay, Tim, I'll bite. What does the Hockey Operations Coordinator do? So as a Hockey Operations Coordinator, this is a new role for me and also for our league, is uh, my main responsibility is to provide support when it comes to the real-time scoring that everyone sees on the website, as well as uh, the scorekeepers. And the scorekeepers use a uh, app now on an iPad instead of a score sheet. And so I'm there to lend support, training, and uh, anything else they may need in the scorekeeping realm of, uh, of our hockey ops. Tim Kilbray, Hockey Operations Coordinator. He has a wealth of experience as League Commissioner Jeff Dubois 
outlines. In terms of junior hockey, he's been involved with the BCHL and the Western League as an off-ice official, the Abbotsford Canucks, the World Juniors, going back to the Vancouver Olympic Games in 2010. Tim's got a wide range of experience in terms of, you know, the off-ice official role, using the tools that we utilize in terms of our electronic game sheet and, and league stat for our website. So he's an incredibly knowledgeable guy, and he's going to be a great resource for our league and, and for our teams. That's Jeff Dubois, KIJHL Commissioner. I encourage you to check out the KIJHL.ca website for live score updates, stats, and news. That's KIJHL.ca. On Top Shelf, the KIJHL podcast, once again with Eric Blow from the Creston Valley Thundercats. Eric, wow, the 22-23 season is just around the corner. How excited are you to have hockey back? Oh, it's going to be fantastic. You know, last year was great, you know, to get things started again, but I think this is going to be the first year where we really see things return to pre-COVID atmospheres, and, and I couldn't be couldn't be more thrilled. Is it a special feeling or are you nervous uh, your first broadcast of the season? You know, do you find yourself uh, like a, a kid waiting for Christmas? Absolutely. I'm, I'm always nervous. There's always new names to pronounce and new names that I will get wrong, but uh, it's a learning process for the players and the broadcasters. And, you know, I think the, the path we go on throughout the season with everyone involved is just, you know, it's something I look forward to every year. Eric Blow is the voice of the Crescent Valley Thundercats. Thank you very much for doing this, Eric. Yeah, thank you. Glad to be a part of it. This is Top Shelf, the KIJHL podcast. We'd like to thank this week's contributors, broadcasters Eric Blow, Mark Payne, and Trent Alcott. KIJHL Communications Director, Emmanuel Sequera. Hockey Operations Coordinator, Tim Kilbray. League Commissioner, Jeff Dubois. From the Columbia Valley Rockies, Emery O'Lawson. From the Prince George Cougars, Carter Rigby. From the Nelson Leafs, Jasper Tate. And as always, a big thank you to Hockey TV. My name is Mark Berry. We're back in seven days.